This is part three of the most misunderstood business model on the planet. The title of this session is, How Have You Made It This Far? There's some things about the network marketing business model that can only be shared by an out-of-the-box thinker that tends to see this profession really from a different perspective than most people do. Uh, from somebody that has been active in this profession for 40 years like I have, you know, I've always believed that network marketing is about people. If you build people, people will build the business. And if network marketing is about duplication, why are we no longer talking about systems? Because systems are what actually duplicate. You know, we're spending all this time talking about tips and tricks and nuggets and gaining social media followers and a lot of other ideas that absolutely will never duplicate. If you spent five years or less in this profession and you haven't quit yet, you know, you made it past the 90-day period, that tells me something about you. And believe it or not, in this session, I am going to answer 95% of the questions that you have about what does it really take to build a duplicating team and the life-altering income you've heard about and many of us have experienced. You may not like the answers, but at least you'll have them, and it's my hope that they will serve you well throughout the remainder of your network marketing career. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session, Session 240, I believe, to the Network Marketing Success Podcast at MOMSuccess.com. I appreciate you being here. And first of all, I just want to sincerely apologize to all of you good people that have entered the network marketing business model since 1995. And especially those that have entered the profession in the past five or six years for the state, the other delusion that exists within this profession today. I can promise you that the profession that you've entered, if you've come since 1995, is not the same one that created all the millionaires of the past that you've heard about. And we've talked about in detail in session 221 of this podcast, where did all the network marketing millionaires go? Uh, I believe you've made it this far in this business model for a reason. You're still here. You're still here, and congratulations. And my goal in this session is to give you some things to think about that will keep you here and put you on the right track so that you don't fall prey to the never talked about but very true MLM rabbit hole 
that the majority of network marketers find themselves lost in today. Over the past six months or so, myself and other members of the North America launch team have talked to thousands of people, and we've talked to hundreds of people that are very talented that have been spinning on what I call the MOM hamster wheel for several years. Uh, I talked about that in detail in story 235, session 235 of this podcast. And primarily, I'm talking today to people that have been around five years or less, uh, some of a little bit longer, some a few years shorter, but that's the main focus. I'm not talking about people that have just completely gone down the rabbit hole, but people that are still active and believing and working and hoping that, you know, this profession will provide them all that they'd hoped it would. And the one thing I've learned over the last few months is the majority of network marketers who join a company were not looking for a business when they joined. And here lies the problem. Here lies the problem. They were not looking for a real business when they joined. What about you? Were you looking for a real business when this profession found you, you know, and the, the story is very predictable and I hear it over and over and over, you know, a great person, good, solid human being. They found out about a product that they enjoyed, you know, and it could be Life Vantage or Modere or Mel Lucas Soap or Scentsy, Juice Plus, Lavelle, whatever. It really doesn't matter. But they tried the product. They enjoyed it. And they realized that they could become a member and buy their product at a discount and then maybe create a few customers and get their product free or even maybe possibly make a little money. And that's kind of how most people enter this profession today. And then at some point along the journey, something happened. I mean, they attended an event or maybe an online presentation or webinar. And they started to see and discover that there are people that are earning full-time incomes, operating network marketing businesses, and they start thinking about, would this be possible for me? And they're exposed to a whole different world that many times they didn't even know existed. Uh, they're exposed to people that are living a very comfortable lifestyle where they have time and money because of the residual incomes that have been created with their business. Uh, most of the time, these people are sponsored by a part-time person or someone who has never really built a significant team. So many times they get more serious about building, building uh, a business uh, and, and get more focused than maybe even their sponsor is. I mean, some of you that listen to this podcast regularly have heard me say many times in my story, you know, my my sponsor quit two weeks after I joined. Uh, so a lot of times I feel for these people because they're they they they're put in a mode in a situation where they have to attempt to figure out all this on their own. They have to figure it out all on their own, you know, how to make. That how to make it happen, how to create the type of incomes that they've heard about. And just for the record, that should never, ever happen. Can you imagine buying a franchise? They give you the keys to the franchise, and they say, okay, go sick them. 
I've always looked at this business like I, I would develop in a franchise for whatever reason, probably because when I got started, I was not, you know, I was not exposed to a product that I fell in love with. I was looking for a business. And when I understood and was exposed to the residual income that network marketing offers, I mean, once you really see that and you understand that, it's hard to, to look at any other business models from that point forward that don't offer that type of residual income, uh, not to mention the personal growth, the friendships, and everything else that this profession offers. So what happens is, uh, and again, my opinion on this is that should never happen. I mean, every leader should be required to have a sequential path that stack the odds for success in their team members' favor, period. This is the system. This is what it's done. This is what is predictable for you if you will plug in and follow the system and, and not just providing tips and tricks and random trainings. I mean, they, those serve no purpose in this profession except create confusion, you know, because you go to an event and one leader says, do it this way. They have 14 speakers on stage teaching 14 different ways to build the business and people leave fired up and excited, but beyond confused because that's all that, that tips and tricks and random thoughts will create is confusion. If there's anything franchises have taught us, it's that systems duplicate, personalities never will. So anyway, these people get started, they get focused, you know, and then what they usually do is they start working their way up the chain to an upline uh, that is maybe full-time, and the upline will say something like, if you need any help with three ways with your people, just let me know. And and the new person is saying, what do you mean three ways with my people? What people? What people are you talking about? Or they'll give them, you know, random tips and tricks and advice. And, you know, they don't connect for whatever reason with that upline. So they go to another upline and they're going to share with them a whole new set of random tips, tricks, advice and go nuggets. And this continues over and over and they become more and more frustrated and a confused mind does nothing. And, and nothing that they try seems to work for them, again, because there's no proven unified systems that will work for the masses. You know, I, I've got, uh, you know, 70-year-old people on my team that are doing phenomenal, okay? Attra attracting people on social media is not their thing. It's not their gig. And at any time, if you're doing anything that cannot, cannot be duplicated by the masses on your team, duplication stops. So then what happens to these people is they tend to fall into the self-proclaimed guru trap. You know, and they start investing money and training programs and seminars and leads and funnels and affiliate programs and how to become a blogger and how to do this and how to do video on social media. And the list goes on and on and on, uh, searching for what everybody else has that they don't have. What are all these people doing that I don't know about? What is the foo-foo dust? 
there's got to be something these people are doing that nobody's told me about yet. And they get into this endless cycle of what I call searching for the foo-foo dust. Is any of this hitting home with you so far? I mean, honestly, is any of this making any kind of sense for you so far? Because I've watched it for 40 years. And for the record, just for the record, the masses of people, the ones that you think know what they're doing, uh, they're as doubtful and frustrated as you are. Uh, like I said in a recent podcast, network marketing is the most delusional, frustrated business model full of people that are delusional and frustrated on the planet. You know, what many self-proclaimed gurus have understood that it's easier to sell people stuff than it is to actually build a team. What's that, that statement that, quote, those that can't do teach? Absolutely prevalent throughout this profession. The easiest thing for a training guru to do is tell you what you want to hear so they can sell you what they want to sell you. And then after a while, you know, they get to a point where, you know, they've made a lot of friends. You know, maybe they were able to hear somebody like Les Brown or some renowned, renowned uh, speaker come in and speak at an event. Uh, they've been exposed maybe to books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad and The Magic of Thinking Big and other books that they never even knew existed. And it's been a really overall good experience in many ways. It's just been very frustrating because there's no progression in their business. And, you know, what happens is, you know, they get to a point they got a lot of friends and they usually give up on the idea of living the dream lifestyle that they had hoped for. And... You know, they they just got started to use the products anyway, and this is probably not for me. And they're just kind of happy to hang out in what I call the MLM social club. They hang out with their friends. They get on their uplines, uh, weekly events every week and high five each other. And, uh, you know, the upline will call them a rock star, even though they haven't sponsored their mama yet. So they get their ego stroked, and they like hanging out and being around, and, and they just kind of settle for the MOM Social Club. And it's made up of a lot of people that make up excuses why network marketing will never work for them. So they move into the social club, and then they, they rationalize, well, the problem is nobody in my area is really entrepreneurial-spirited. You know, most people in my area are just trying to get a job at the factory or – you know, people are different here. You know, it's not like people where you're from. Uh, you know, my family won't support me. You know, all the people making money, they have supportive families. Uh, my upline is lousy and they never taught me anything and they never show me anything. And the list of excuses go on and on and on. And they justify their MLM social club existence. That's the truth. Look at your company. They're full of these people, full of them. Then from time to time, they decide, you know, that they need to change companies. You know, one of their social club friends, they get involved with a new ground floor opportunity. The products are more affordable for everybody. And then what happens is they end up jumping. And when they jump, they enter the the company with the same enthusiasm that they had when they discovered that people were actually creating 
lifestyle with the network marketing business model. And they get all fired up because this new company with this new, more affordable product, overpriced products has been my problem, Dale. I'm going to jump in here and it's the products are more affordable and I'm going to get rich. And they have visions of grandeur and all this enthusiasm and all this excitement until they discover the work is the same. The work is the same. I still have to create customers. I still have to enroll team members. And I have no more knowledge about how to get that done with my new company than I did with my last company. And within a couple of years, you know, the newness wears off. The new startup never really got traction. It was just a bunch of people that were on the hamster wheel in previous companies that come to this company. And the work is the same. And they didn't know what they were doing back then. And they don't know what they're doing now. And then a leader leaves and everyone follows them to a new service company. Because with this new service company, we don't have to sell products. We can sell services. And services are the answer. You know, my problem for the last 10 years is I've been trying to promote products and nobody in my community is health conscious or whatever. I mean, I had this conversation literally yesterday with a young man who just joined ACN. And if you're familiar or not familiar with ACN, it's a solid, solid company. But my gosh, they started in, in 1993. I mean, it, most people that have been around network marketing any time at all have heard about ACN. Uh, and, and they started in 93. Their actual growth curve, it peaked, you know, their, their interest peaked in April of 2009. I mean, you know, we're talking over 10, 11 years ago, but this young man is convinced after 10 years of being in USANA and Meluca, I forgot all the companies, that now because he's going to be selling services, he's going to get wealthy. Well, he's not. It's not. You know, if you don't develop the proper skill sets and mindsets, you're never going to move forward. The work is the same. So before you know it, People end up on the MOM hamster wheel, and from the hamster wheel and the social club, they end up, if they're they're entrepreneurial-spirited, and they know it could work for them, but they just can't seem to find the pieces of the puzzle to make it work, but they have that entrepreneurial drive. They're not one of these people that joined and then, you know, peak the day they joined the application or talk to a few people and and they said, no, no, no. And, you know, 90 days they were gone. But people that have hung around in this profession for a while, unfortunately, they go from the from the the hamster wheel where they're working. They're just not progressing at all, but they're at least making the effort. So they go from the hamster wheel to the social club and the social club that the all work pretty much stops and they just hang out with their friends really. And they like hanging out with the people in their network marketing company better than the ladies at choir practice. And they just kind of stand in that social club and if somebody moves and then some of them will move with them. And then before you know it, if they hang around, you know, over 10, 15 years, they end up going into what I call the, the network marketing rabbit hole. And once you get in the rabbit hole, there is no way out. And the rabbit hole is a whole different place to be than the hamster wheel or even the social club. Because if you're in the ham- hamster wheel and the social club, you can still get your way out of that and, and get 
in the right situation where you can sincerely start creating monthly progression towards your dreams. But people in the in they go down the rabbit hole, they end up went will will shortcutting things and you know they they, they just get in a, a weird, weird state because they know network marketing has created an unbelievable lifestyle for many people and they feel like as hard as I work you know, my day is coming and it's not, it's not going to, because many times you just simply got inoc- and you got involved in, inoculated in the wrong culture, the wrong mindsets, uh, from the beginning. And it just puts you on a path that will never create res- any type of long-term residual income or success. And before you know it, that entrepreneurial spirit is just going down through the rabbit trail, rabbit trail for the rest of their career. And Webster defines rabbit hole. The rabbit hole is a complexly bizarre or difficult state or situation conceived as a hole into which one falls or descends into a complexly bizarre or difficult state or situation conceived as a whole into which one falls in falls or descends into this dissension creates a weird loss of self becoming a servant to going through random and unrelated activities daily and confusing taking action with progression Kind of interesting. In the old days, we would call these people that are in the rabbit hole MLM junkies. MLM junkies. They, they, they join company after company. They start chasing companies that will make them successful and, and don't stop and say, you know what? If I continue to do what I've always done the way I've always done it, I'm going to continue to get the same results. You know, Einstein called insanity. That was his definition of insanity, continuing to do what you've always done the way you've always done it, expecting different results. Most people somehow, because they've spent 10 or 15 or 20 years of their life uh, on the MLM hamster wheel or in the MLM social club, and eventually they end up in the, in the MLM rabbit hole, uh, they, they find themselves, you know, thinking that, you know, uh, eventually one day, someday, because I haven't quit, I've never given up on this profession, that somehow they're going to get struck by lightning or whatever, and the re- rewards that they're entitled to will come their way. And it's just, it's, it's, it's sad, honestly. It's just sad that that's the progression that, and the place that most people in this profession end up up. That's where they end up being. And most who tell you that, you know, well, Dale, I've got 15 years of experience. You know, the truth is they have one mediocre year repeated 15 times. It's not 15 years of progression and getting better and understanding deeper what it takes to build a team and to create the, the lifestyle and income that this profession offers, it's one lousy year repeated 15 times. 
at least if their first year was just terrible and they got no traction at all and didn't enroll anybody or have any customers, maybe they could have quit. You know, they could have just quit and, and never to return to the industry. And and with, there's people like that out, out there as well. You know, those are the ones that become all the MLM haters we hear about and see all over the Internet. You know, they tried it one time. Their ego couldn't handle it. It got bruised. They couldn't create any success. So now it's not their fault. It's the profession's fault. It's network marketing's fault. Blah, blah, blah. Here's what people never understand. Network marketing was born out of the personal development movement of the 1930s and the 1940s. That's where it came from. Today, everyone thinks it's about how many followers you have on social media or how well your funnel converts. And they've lost touch with the foundational wisdom of the age's principles that this profession was built upon. You know, they've just totally lost all touch with reality. Of It's about personal development. It's about building people, and people build the business. And they've gotten so far away. And, and when you get away from the core fundamentals on which any kind of movement is built, there's always unintended consequences. And unintended consequences repeated over time leads to a state of delusion which, in my opinion, is exactly where the network marketing profession is today. You know, I did a whole webinar on this a couple of years ago. It was called A Critical Message to Network Marketing Professionals. If you haven't seen that webinar, it's really worth understanding. It's over at MLMHelp, mlmhelp.com forward slash critical. The truth is when you start with the wrong mindsets and you become part of the wrong culture, in your early years of network marketing, then you're headed straight for the rabbit hole that very few people ever recover from. So hopefully this podcast has caught you before you're down the rabbit hole. And if you can relate with what I've shared with you so far, and you've been in this profession five years or less, then there's a real good chance, a real good chance, uh, you're just on the hamster wheel of network marketing. You know, you're, you're, you're going through the activities. You're not getting the results that you'd hope, but you're at least doing something. You're taking action. You're on the hamster wheel. You're running. You're running in place, but at least you're on the hamster wheel. And that's my hope for most of you that are listening. However, you know, if you've been around five, the five to 10 year range, you probably have at least one leg down the rabbit hole. And honestly, if you let go, you're going to slide so deep down the hole that it'll be nearly impossible to ever work yourself out. And that's just the truth. I've watched it for 40 years. It's just the truth. It's unfortunate. And again, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. But it is. That's the state of the profession today. Again, it's not the profession that you've heard about and read about that created so many millionaires. Um. but I've heard it said that the quality of life is in direct of our life is in direct proportion to the quality of questions we ask ourselves and then answer them truthfully. The quality of our life is in direct proportion to the quality of questions that we ask ourselves and then answer them truthfully. 
You know, the Bible has a verse that says, to thy own self be true, to thy own self be true. So over the next few minutes, what I want to do is just ask you some serious questions that honestly, more than likely, you've been avoiding asking yourself. Probably have been avoiding asking them. And it's just me and you talking here. Your spouse doesn't need to be around unless, you know, you're actively working your business together. It's just me and you. Uh, and I don't know your answer. You just need to know. To their own self be true. That's all that we're asking. To, to your own self be true. You don't have to tell me. I'm not asking you to write down the answers and email them to me. It's just me and you. Your upline's not around. Your sponsor's not around. Uh, your webinar buddies aren't around. Uh, your family's not around. It's nobody, just me and you. So my hope is that you can be true to yourself, and you can do that. You can be true to yourself, can't you? Can you be true to yourself? Because if you can't be, then you need to get professional help. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, I sincerely mean that. So the first thing you should always ask yourself, and here's what I would be saying if I was you listening right now, is who the heck is this guy? You know, who's Dale Calvert, and why should I be listening to him? I mean, come on. Who is this guy? Who does he think he's talking to? I don't like to be talked to like this. I understand because the truth hurts, and when and people don't like to ask themselves difficult questions, and they would rather just stay in a state of, you know, being naive and having their business card and let their relatives think they're running and operating a legitimate uh, growing business and just not have to deal with, with reality. And until you can deal with where you are, you will never go where you want to go. Until you can deal with where you are, you will never go and progress to where you want to go. So who is Dale? Like I said earlier, you know, I'm I'm an out of the box thinker. I got involved in network marketing when I was twenty year old. Twenty year old snot nosed kid didn't have a clue what I was doing, but I knew that I didn't know what I was doing, and I knew that I was going to have to find the right mentor and get plugged into something that could give me a predictable path to success. And long story short, my sponsor quit two weeks after I joined, but thankfully it was a time when Sony came out with a Walkman. And I was able to listen to audio tapes for 8 to 10 hours a day on my regular full-time job using that Sony Walkman. And it just sincerely, I did that for five years, and it gave me a different perspective, I think, than most people have. Number one, because my focus was building a team. You know, I, I didn't get fired up about the Shackley products, and that's why I decided I wanted to get them at wholesale and maybe make a little extra money. I was looking for a way out of my full-time job. You know, I joined because I wanted to make $5,000 a month. I wanted to be able to take my my family to Hawaii one day and fly first class. And I wanted to know how it would feel to qualify for the company's bonus car program. And that's why I have the opportunity to talk to you today, because I identified exactly specifically what I wanted from building my team. So 
everything, every audio I heard, everything I listened to, I was listening to it through a mindset, through a paradigm of how is this going to help me build my team. And long story short, I eventually found my mentor, and I found my mentor real simply because he was building in that environment right then at that moment. He had none of the skill sets or mindsets to build a team, no sales background, no marketing background. He was a research scientist in a laboratory. But he taught me we're in the leadership development business. Your long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that are developed on your team. And so that whole that whole finding the mentor and getting plugged in made all the difference for me. And long story short, it took me five years to get out of IBM in Lexington, Kentucky, but I was able to leave my, my, my corporate job. And, and it took me nine years in network marketing to develop a $92,000 a year income. Don't, don't turn off the podcast yet, but my 10th year, it jumped to $252,000 which in my mind is the way from the beginning it was supposed to work. Because if I had systems that would develop leaders, very sequential step-by-step systems for people to plug into and master before they get to the next system, the next system, the next system, and if I could sequentially help people move forward and progress monthly down the road, then when I got to $252,000, uh, I should have a team of people right behind me making thirty, forty, seventy, eighty, one thousand dollars, and I did. So my tenth year, I made two hundred fifty-two thousand dollars. My eleventh year, it jumped to one point one million. Why? Because I had people on my team who'd come down the same system, through the same systems, down the same road, that were now going over six figures for the first time. So it went to 1.1 million, then the next year it went to 3.3 million, then it went to 3.8 million. And long story short, at age 39, I retired from building teams. Because at that point, I saw the industry getting so far away from the core fundamentals, which created the momentum and growth to start with. And again, I'm not going to get into any more detail about that on this session because I've talked about it on many others. And you can see my whole story if you want. Uh, I'll put a link in the description. And and it just talks about, you know, I was living in a little 600-square-foot house driving a beat-up Chevette. And, you know, the the last five years before I retired, I made over $10 million. You know, we built a 16,000-square-foot home on 100 acres in central Kentucky where my daughters grew up. And, you know, I lived the dream. I'm one of the few people on the planet that knows how it feels to have 200 six-figure earners on my personal team. There's probably less than five people on the planet walking around that know how that feels. So, you know, that's that's who I am. And again, you can check me out as you should. But for the next couple of minutes, I just want to ask you, ask you to just work with me through these questions like I'm your best friend in the world. Just act as like act as though the best friend your best friend in the world is asking you these questions and they have the track record that I've just shared with you about 
what we have been able to accomplish in this profession. And if you will, if you will open your heart, open your mind, and to thy own self be true, uh, I think this, oh, I know this will be very significant for you. And, you know, the other thing that you're probably thinking before we get into the actual questions is, you know, you're probably thinking, well, who is this guy? You know, what's in it for him? Blah, blah, blah. Well, I came out of retirement about less than a year ago, um, retirement from building teams, because uh, I understood what I was looking at. I understood that the stars had lined up and the most unique opportunity I have seen in 40 years uh, became available in North America. And I thought to myself, man, I would love to build it one more time twice as big as I've ever built it, you know, go on a five-year run and and try to help people get off the hamster wheel, try to help people get out of the rabbit hole and try to t- help people focus on what it really takes to build unified duplicating teams, sequential growth every single month and very sequentially and systematically like I know is the only way it can be done. You know, again, when an industry which network marketing has gotten so far away from its core fundamentals there's always unintended consequences and so my goal is to help 500 people create a six-figure income in the next five years i mean i'm actually building again so that's kind of what's in it for me there's really two things that are in it for me number one believe it or not some of you need to get off the mlm hamster wheel once and for all, and do something else with your time and your energy. Network marketing is simply not the best best business model for everyone. Now, as I say that, my true belief is that if you had the ability to log into this podcast and listen, then you could, you probably can build a huge organization if you're in the right culture and if you're with the right company at the right time but the reality is uh you know it's not for everyone it's the best opportunity i have seen in my life to give average people with above average desire the opportunity to create financial independence and even legacy wealth it's the best uh but the fact that you've you know that you've hung around for a few years or so tells me you probably have some dreams in your life that you want to fulfill. You, you're probably maybe somewhat of a competitor and you don't like to quit and you like to finish what you started. And I get that. But, and I understand that once network marketing gets in your blood, it's very hard to get out once you really understand residual income. But if this is not for you, my hope is that you'll realize that and, and figure out what is and find that. You know, and as I say that, I also realize that every $10,000 plus a month earner that I've ever known uh, in this profession at one time thought that network marketing wasn't for them or wasn't for them anymore. Every single one of them who went on to develop, you know, an unbelievable lifestyle can tell you about the time that they quit. And, you know, I've quit building teams three times over the past 40 years. And the last time was, you know, it was like, I'm sincerely done. And it was almost like God said, no, you're not, Dale. 
So the the first thing that I hope that happens is you decide I'm either going to do this or I'm going to not do it. And if you're going to do it, then you do it to the very best of your ability, as smart and as intelligently as you can. And if you're not, then just find what you want to do. Find find your thing. And again, it's not for everybody. Number the second reason is you know, there's a good chance that a member of our North America launch team, our good friend, shared this podcast with you because they believe you, they believe in you, and they think you possibly could be the type of person that we're looking for. Because, honestly, we're not looking for everybody. Uh, most network marketers today just simply have too many uh, bad habits and and wrong mindsets for us to deal with at this point in time. You know, down the road it might be different, but right now, no. And, you know, if you are who we're looking for, uh, I hope you'll just, you know, if you're not who we're looking for, I just hope you just stay where you are or quit the profession altogether, honestly. Just stay where you're at, stay with your friends, uh, and just, you know, stay there. Our quit altogether and find what's really your 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 jam you know find what's for you however you know if you are the type of person you're looking for i believe you're going to know it by the time we're through with these questions and i hope that that the person that shared this podcast feels like you know you're someone that should be invited to be on one of my personal uh uh, weekly call calendar that you should be on my weekly call calendar and that we have the chance to chat about your journey to this point and why what you're doing is something and what we're doing is something that's never been done before, totally out of the box. Because I know in my heart and soul where we are as a company and what we're doing from a prospecting and team building perspective is exactly is exactly what this market needs in today's environment and if you want to have a shot at fulfilling the goals and dreams that you know are possible with this business model like i said i'm an out-of-box thinker and i've always believed that the way to success is look at what everybody else is doing and do the opposite so if you'll just open your mind and your heart and be true to yourself I know that for some of you, the next few minutes can be one of the most important experiences you will ever have on your network marketing journey. I'm going to say that again because I know how, uh, I know it probably doesn't sound, uh, sound right, maybe, but I 100% believe it that if you will open up your mind and your heart for just the next few minutes, and be true to yourself that this can be one of the most important experiences you will ever have, ever, on your network marketing journey, being true to yourself with these questions. And whether you realize it or not, I know because of the state of the industry right now, the dissipation and delusion that we're all surrounded with, the wake-up call from the coronavirus all over the world and the timing of the APL Go Business, you're at a crossroads in your career and you probably don't even realize it. And I understand that and I believe that. You know, so as I said earlier, when you start with the wrong mindsets and you become part of the wrong culture in your early years of network marketing, you're headed down a rabbit hole 
that very few will ever recover from. Uh, You know, and this is your future we're talking about. You know, today's the first day of the rest of your life. And honestly, when the stars line up and you're with the right team at the right time in history, I believe a network marketing team is easier to build today than any other time in history. I really do. And when the stars have not lined up for your opportunity and you're with the wrong team, it's probably the most difficult time in history to attempt to build a network marketing organization. And, you know, my buddy Ron Henley did a quote, a meme a few years ago, and I always bring this up because it's just so true. He said a big part of becoming a network marketing, a great network marketer, is unlearning a lot of the crap you were taught by people who didn't have a clue. And that's what the people that I'm talking to every single day. They've just bought the wrong philosophy. They've never had the right the the right training systems. They've never had a vision for to get from point A to B and then B to C, C to D, and so on and so forth. So question one to answer for yourself is how and why did you join your first network marketing company? How and why? Now, back in the day, it was usually from a friend, a relative, or someone they worked with in their job. What is going on in today's environment is people try a product, they connect with that product for whatever reason, and then they decide maybe I can get my product free or maybe even earn a little extra money. That's what I hear most often. But what about you? How and why did you join your first network marketing company? Second question. We're going to go through these very quick. There's only a few. Who was your mentor when you started? When you started your network marketing career, who was teaching you how to do the business? Uh, just a continuation of this question, who you've been following lately and where are they taking you? Who, who have you been following lately and where are they taking you? Important extension of this question. Who else have they taken there? See, I, I talk to so many people and say, well, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, Dale, and I want to quit my job. Awesome. Who's your mentor? My, 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 my niece or my nephew are okay, awesome. Uh, how long have they been full time? Well, they're not full time yet, but they're your mentor. Yeah, they're my mentor. That's who I work with. Well, how, if they're not at a full time level yet, they've never got there themselves. How do you think that they're going to help you get there? What systems are they teaching you? What, I mean, I mean, again, it's just, it's almost, it's just, it's just, People don't stop and ask themselves the right questions. You know, as I as I shared a few minutes ago, the way this is supposed to work, uh, like I said, when I got to to you know ninety two thousand dollars, and then got to two hundred fifty two thousand, I had a whole group behind me coming right down the same path, the same sequential path. And as my income grew, it grew because I was helping other people get what they want in a very sequential leadership development standpoint mindset. Question three, when you started, 
did an upline or any leader in your company contact you? And how were you taught to launch your business? And when I ask that in live seminars, people look at me like a deer staring in headlight. A lot of times they never even heard the term launch their business. It's just like they told me to go sponsor my people. <laughs> but I didn't have any people. And that's kind of what we've, we've evolved to over the last 20 years because it's just, it's just the only people joining network marketing are people that have already been in seven other programs. So when you join, it's like, go get your people. Well, I didn't have any other people. I didn't have people in the other seven programs. So what do I do? And if we don't teach, see the real, the real competition is a dead end job. The, the real competition is a dead-end job. I understand that. I've always taught that. However, right now, the, the, the industry is in such a state with so many people on a hamster wheel and in the social club that one time had big dreams. I mean, finding we have people like that that are coming to our team every single day from multiple companies from all over the world. Why? Because what we're doing is different. Question four. Were you provided a sequential step-by-step system that leads you with the end goal of becoming financially independent within three to five years and then put you in a situation where you don't need the check from your company to live a comfortable lifestyle? See, I've always taught, I've always believed that network market is an unbelievable vehicle because of the residual income that be, can be created. And what I watched happen over and over and over, somebody's lived on 6000 a month. They start making 9000 a month in network marketing. They start spending 12000 to try to keep up with the Joneses. I've watched it happen over and over and over. I've watched people, you know, get the company pay stock up on product they didn't need so they could qualify for the company car program only to get burnt and totally burn out because of the pressure of the lease payments on that car that they had to take over after their first couple of months because they weren't able to sustain the volume that it took to qualify for the car. They're not building real businesses. It's like a house of cards. It's a house of cards. You win in network marketing when you can put yourself in a situation where you don't need the check from your company to live a comfortable lifestyle. We teach all of our people, you know, once once you're able to go full time and you get all your debt paid off except your home, then go through a toy stage. Go through a toy stage. You know, maybe buy that car you've always wanted or take your family to Hawaii for two weeks. You know, go through a toy stage, but don't stay there. Then then decide, what do you want? Is this the home you want to live in for the rest of your life? Do you want a new home? What's your living conditions going to be? And whatever it is, you work on getting 100% out of debt, including your home. And then you focus on putting your money into income-generating assets, maybe buy a duplex or, you know, blue-chip stocks that pays dividends, whatever, but, but, but get your money to be working for you and put you in a situation where you don't need the check from your network marketing company to live a comfortable lifestyle. Then you've made it. That's my ultimate goal for everyone that joins our team.
every single one, and they've heard it a thousand times. Question five. When you started, was your focus on selling products or building a team? This is an important question. When you started, was your focus on selling products or building a team? What is your focus now? Finding customers or team members? And again, I think this is, this is the real clue why the profession is where the profession is. Because most people that are joining today join because of a product that they like, not because they were looking for a business. And the only way you're going to achieve your full upside potential is from building a team. Next question. Are you currently involved with a network marketing company that is ground floor less than five years old? Are you currently involved with a company that is ground floor less than five years old? If you are, why? Why? Because you have a 90% chance of it being out of business within five years. Why would you, why would you play with those odds? Why would you, why would you try to, to be one of the, be in the 10% when the odds are you're in the 90% group? Why would you do that? It's not from a good solid business decision. It's because, well, I love the upline. I love the owner. I worked with these people in the past. All these other ideas that are emotional. They're not business minded ideas. Uh, they make no sense. If you're involved, well, Dale, I know that you got to get involved early with the company if you want to really have the opportunity to make, you know, legacy income, which is true. That is true. You know, and, and again, I'm talking from experience. I could have been the second distributor in the state of Kentucky in Herbalife, and I let that opportunity pass me by. My gut was telling me different, but I let it pass me by. Why? Well, to give myself a little bit of credit, nobody knew Herbalife was going to be Herbalife when it first started. But again, I felt like, well, I'm leaving my team behind. I, I wasn't smart enough to figure out if it's the best move for you, Dale, it's the best move for your team. And I had got a lot of emotions all caught up in the whole thing, and I let it miss me. I let it, I, I, I let it pass me by. I was there when they opened the first A.L. Williams office in Kentucky. I was at that event. I was being heavily recruited. I let that pass me by. So, again, a wise person learns from their own mistakes, but a really wise person learns from the mistakes of others. If you're involved with a company that is not at least five years old, you're playing with dynamite. There's a 90% chance that all the time, energy, effort, work that you put into it will be gone within five years. Number Next question. Are, we, are you currently with a company who's peaked? Who's peaked? Uh, like we mentioned ACN a few minutes ago, or we can start naming them. We all know who they are, Mel, Luca, Yasana, so on and so forth. We all know who they are. Go, go to Google Trends data. You can tell when they hit their peak, if they have peaked. Are you with the company that has peaked? If you are, why? Why would you do that? Why, why, why don't you choose to ride the wave instead of riding the wave down? 
till it crashes on the beach. Ride the wave, get in front of the wave. You're either in front of the wave or you're behind the wave. And what your upline says or your company says or anybody else doesn't matter. That's just opinions. All that matters is the data. And you all have access to the data. Are you in front of it or behind it? If you're not in in front of it, why would you do it? It makes no sense. And again, Curry and I talked about this in great detail in the podcast over uh, Session 236, The State of the Network Marketing Profession. And I talk to people every day that are behind behind the wave and can't admit it. And the data is the data. Next question. Is your focus on extra money or legacy wealth? And if it's just on extra money, why is it not on legacy wealth? And here's why. Because it's the same work. You're spending the same, if you spend the same amount of time and you, in, in your, in your business with a company that offers legacy income and, and not just extra money, but if your focus is legacy income, then you're going to do things that duplicated and repeated over a period of time can create legacy wealth. Why not give yourself that opportunity? And then the next thing I would ask you is how is legacy wealth really created in network marketing? How's legacy wealth really created in network marketing? You know, I think about probably uh, 15, 16 years ago, uh, I was flying Southwest, the company that uh, I was speaking for had booked me on Southwest. And I, and just for the record, I don't like flying Southwest. I don't like not having assigned seats and having to get there two hours early and all that. I mean, I know a lot of, the pe- a lot of people love it and they love the rates, but Southwest is not my thing. But I was flying Southwest and I was flying uh, into Dallas. And, you know, so I'm scattering to find a seat and I flopped down by this gentleman. He was probably in his 70s. And honestly, I'm an introvert. So when I'm on a plane, I just hope that people don't say anything to me and I won't say anything to them and let me, you know, read my book or prepare my notes for or whatever I need to be doing. Let me work and just don't try to chat me up. And I sit down by this guy. Just, you know, pleasant looking gentleman, probably in his seventies. And he looked at me and he was like looking at me and I'm thinking, am I sitting on his seatbelt? He's giving me this weird look. And this was before we took off. And he said, are you Dale Calvert? And I said, yeah, do I know you? He said, no, I don't know you. He said, you don't know me. We've never met. He said, but, but I know about you. He said, I saw you on the cover of six-figure income magazine or something and he said i've seen your infomercials and so he was a nice guy you know that's awesome i said well are you involved in network marketing and he told went on to tell me about how he got involved in herbalife when herbalife first started was ignorance on fire he lost a lot of weight didn't know what he was doing but went out there and just talked to everybody and wore the button and handed out uh, samples and product and you know and for three years he hit it as hard as he could he said you know I, I, I sponsored some people who sponsored some people who sponsored some people who were a whole lot better than I was and he said 
then when they started international experience, expansion expanded all over the world and he said then my wife got sick and i spent several years taking care of her and he said but he said once i got to twenty thousand, he said my biggest check was like i can't remember it was almost sixty thousand. he said but i you know he said i haven't worked it in three years after my wife got sick he said i was focusing on taking care of her and he said but that's been over 20 years ago and he said dale i've never had a check less than twenty thousand. And he said, you know, I haven't been to an Herbalife event. I don't know anything about what's going on in the company now. But I spent three really dedicated, focused, hard years there. And I was with the right company at the right time in history. And I I caught that wave. And he said, you know, there's people all over the world. He said, I've got some great people on my team that I'm getting royalties on that are much more know much he said they're at your level they understand this industry like you do and so we had a great talk and it was a great guy and that was like you know many many years ago and to me that's what legacy income that's what can happen when the stars line up and 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 you go to work and and you have you know jim Rohn was their 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 corporate trainer part of their corporate training team and and Larry Thompson, you know, legend Larry Thompson. And and that's what can happen. And, you know, I see so many network marketing companies and so many people that they're not in a situation to ever create legacy income. And it's like, why spend the time if that doesn't have if it doesn't have that type of upside potential? So those are the questions, you know. Uh, are you doing this for part-time income or legacy income? Because it is the same work. You know, what kind of training systems have you been provided? Uh, you know, everything that we've talked about. And if, and if you think about the, the true honest answers to these, most of you were sponsored by people that didn't know what they were doing, that didn't have systems. Most leaders in network marketing today have the mentality, I just have to keep people excited on, and on auto ship one more month. Excited and on auto ship one more month. So, based upon your answers that you've provided yourself, the real question is Does your current opportunity offer you the chance for legacy wealth? And if not, why are you putting time into it? I mean, really, why? And if you're like most people that I've gone through these questions with, you know, one on one, um, a lot of times, for many of you, probably the first time, you're starting to realize, you know, I'm with a company and a team and an opportunity that just doesn't stack the odds for success in my favor for the time, energy, and effort I'm putting in. Now, you're thinking, you know, I have great friends and we have wonderful products, but my company's growth has already peaked. I mean, the wave has already come and gone. It happened, you know, eight years ago, nine years ago, four years ago, and I know that. Or, you know, I'm trying to focus on too many products and business models, and I've never really got focused on the right company at the right time. I'm just kind of running an MLM flea market here, and maybe I've become what they call an MLM junkie. And some of you are thinking, you know, I'm in a startup with people that I like, that I believe in, and and I hope we 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 – 
don't do what we probably are going to do. But the odds are, I realize the odds are 90% against me that this startup's not going to be here in five years. And I know that's the real facts in this profession. I've heard it before. And other others of you may be realizing what I'm doing, you know, really has been more of a personal investment than re, than really building a real business that I can be proud of. And I'm in a niche, you know, maybe like travel as an example that has never developed a legacy company and never will. And the most haunting fact people will have to deal with is they come to the conclusion when they really ask themselves the right questions that, yes, I know I need to pivot, but I can't imagine leaving my friends and my team members and and all the relationships I've built. And the truth is, for as far as your team members, if it's the best move for you, it will be the best move for them. And as far as relationships, the real ones will always be there. The real relationships will always be there. You know, I can remember back in 1990, I was making $25,000 a month. I had the fastest growing team in the company, and it was with NSA. And um, they were making the change from water and air filtration to Juice Plus, which I just did not feel comfortable with on in any way, shape, or form. And thankfully, the stars had lined up for me at the time. Somebody that, that I'd worked with in NSA was getting ready to start a company, and he contacted me about putting together the distributor training program. You know, he said, Dale, I want to have a unified, duplicatable system like you have because I've seen what you've been able to do with your group. And, you know, I had so many just average people making, you know, unbelievable incomes with that company and we were growing every single month and he said i want that with this new company and long story short i tried the product it was a weight loss product one of the first chromium picolinate ephedra based products i lost weight felt better and one thing led to another and i ended up getting started with that company because i saw where juice plus was going or not going would be a better way to put it and when i made that decision i didn't talk to anybody except my family. My family all thought I was crazy. And I said, because at the time I was making 25000 plus a month if I never left my house or not. I was fully qualified for the rest of my life, and I was there. And, you know, I had over 10,000 people in three different countries around the world. And But I made the decision, and I told my family, I, I remember telling my parents, I said, look, if this goes, I'll be in the right place at the right time with the right product, and it'll set me up for the rest of my life. And if it doesn't go, I've got the skill sets, mindsets. If I find something I believe in, I know how to build a team. I know how to help people progress and move forward. I know understand those steps. I've got that system refined. So I'm not worried. And, you know, I announced it to my team, and, and I told all of them, look, stay where you are. I'm going to go over here. We're starting from scratch. And, you know, I'm going to build this thing. And down the road, if Juice Plus does what I think it's going to do, which it did, uh, you know, it's still around, but it, it's not the same near, n- nothing close to what it was prior to Juice Plus, that company. And I said, we'll always have a home. You know, you'll have a home. I'm, let me go build it over here and you'll have a home. 
I told my top nine people that, and eight of them said, Dale, look, if you're coming, we're coming. Because I didn't understand at the time that the best move for, for them would be, if it was the best move for me, it was the best move for them. So we built a company, and like three years later, we were rated one of the top ten network marketing companies in the world. You know, and you know, I made $10 million in five years, and all the people, uh, those those people that came with me they were all making 250,000 plus and a couple of them became a millionaire so i know it's difficult to make the move i've had to do it before but my focus has been on on my mom friends and the social aspect they'll instead of securing the financial future of my family some people tell me all the time, well, Dale, I've been just, I just kind of enjoy the social. It's my break. It's my getaway. And the truth is, is better, is that the better the quality of the opportunity, the better the friendships and the deeper the friendships you will develop. And there's no question that for a lot of people that have been around this profession a long time, they can't make a pivot because, again, it's almost a sense of entitlement and, and the need to be recognized as a leader. And false pride keeps most network marketers broke, as we talked about in session 195 of this podcast. So you've you've got your answers to the questions. Nobody but you. I don't know how you answered them. I hope you were true to yourself. And right now you're thinking one of two things. You're thinking, I need to find a legacy company and really achieve my full upside potential. And... You know, the problem is, the challenge is legacy companies only come around about maybe every five or ten years. I mean, in the history of network marketing, there's been less than 20 companies that have ever gone on to hit a billion dollars in sales. I mean, in 20 and five, you know, over 50 years. So they don't come around that often, finding the legacy company. And the, the, the real challenge is finding the legacy company in the beginning, before all the big money has already been made. I mean, you can go out right now and join Amway or even Dutera, which is one of the latest, you know, even though they've been around a while. But, you know, there's there's legacy companies. But if you join them after everybody knows they're a legacy company, then the opportunity is over. The more credible the company is, the less of an opportunity exists with that company. That's just common sense. But some of you are thinking, Dale, I need to find, I need to join a legacy company. Well, I will tell you, I know of, of only one, only one in North America right now. And it's why we started the North America launch team. And, you know, for some of you, it's just time for you to take a breath, slow down, think, and to thy own self be true. You know, I know that the mar- the majority of you that I go through this these questions one on one with, and probably the majority of people that are listening to this podcast are thinking, you know, I really want to fill my upside potential. I don't want to waste my time on the MM hamster wheel. Uh, I definitely don't want to fall into that rabbit hole. So, what do I need to do, Dale? Just what do I need to do? And I say, take a breath. I promise you it's going to be so much better than you can imagine. And what I would invite you to do is go to an online video training I did called Behind the MLM Curtain. Three secrets nobody else will ever tell you. 
go check that out like immediately. And you can find it at mlmsuccess.com forward slash the numeral three dash secrets. mlmsuccess.com forward slash three dash secrets. We'll put the, the link in the, in the show notes below and go there as soon as possible and continue to watch that training with an open mind. And I think it's going to give you some major aha moments. Uh, when you arrive on that page, you also have a couple of other videos and resources there that you can check out if you like. One is the four stars, four stars training that I've talked about or mentioned on this podcast. I also talk about on that page, we have the four stages of a movement. I also mentioned that, um, you know, when, when a industry gets away from the core fundamentals, there's always unintended consequences. It's at mlmhelp.com forward slash crucial, I think. But it's also on that page over where the three secrets are. And there's a couple of, uh, articles. And if you spend some time on that page, you're going to have a deeper understanding of what it takes to develop a duplicating team and legacy income, you'll have a deeper understanding than 99% of the people involved in network marketing, and the information will serve you very well the rest of your career. I'm going to say that one more time because I can't stress it enough. If you go to mmsuccess.com forward slash the numeral three dash secrets and watch the behind the MLM curtain training and some of the other videos that are there, you know, a, a critical message to network marketing pros, uh, the, the, the four secret, the four stars lining up. Read some of the articles that are over there. If you will go and spend some time there, you will, if you'll spend some time there, you will have a deeper understanding of what it takes to develop a duplicating network marketing team and legacy income and understanding that 99% of people involved in network marketing, that includes your sponsor and your upline and most of your people at the corporate home office, uh, will ever have. And I believe the information will serve you very well the rest of your career. Uh, the second kind of person right now, they're probably emotional. They probably don't like me that well. They wish they hadn't asked and answered those questions. Uh, they wish they could have just stayed naive in a state of believing and that if they stayed on auto ship and don't quit, that the network marketing gods would just look down upon them one day and bless their business. If this is you, the trouble is once you're exposed to this information, you're not going to be able to forget it. It's like trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Now, and if you're a serious entrepreneur and you have goes for your family and legacy income is something that you can relate with. Now, if you're just in the social club or down the rabbit hole, it doesn't matter. But, you know, if you're not convinced that you owe it to yourself and your family to go over to mmsuccess.com forward slash three dash stars right now and investigate the information over there, quite honestly, there is a good chance that you've already fell down the rabbit hole and maybe not even realize it, honestly. Once you go down the right rabbit hole, the odds of returning to logical business sanity rarely happens. And I'm sorry, but it's just true. Uh, the odds of returning to logical business sanity rarely happens. Uh, I deal with these people every day that are convinced 
that their startup's going to be the next big thing or you know, someone was telling me last last week the second wave of USANA is coming is coming. And and they really believe, you know, the second wave of Herbalife or Metaluca or any of the other established, very credible companies is coming as soon as this new product is introduced, as soon as the commission plan is tweaked, blah, 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 over and over and over. They really believe that. I don't know if they really believe it, but at least they say they believe it. And they just drink the Kool-Aid. You know, the second wave is coming. I want to tell you, there hasn't been a second wave in the history of any established network marketing company. It's almost as sad talking to these people as it is to those that are involved in blatant Ponzi schemes and cash gifting programs that are really flooding the network marketing profession today and honestly, in many ways, overtaking it. You know, these crazy Ponzi scheme type programs uh, on on passive, all the crypto deals, you know, cash FX and the list goes on and on. Because once you slip down the rabbit hole, there's very little anybody can do to combat the feelings of knowledge and entitlement that you have. You're the only one that can change it, and very few people can do it. You're the only one that can pull yourself out of the maze of false philosophies and doctrine that you've been programmed into your brain and the sense of entitlement. If you've been around over 10 years and you know that you're in the rabbit hole, uh, that will be a topic in our next podcast session next week. But the reality is you and I both know you aren't going to listen to it anyway. That's just the truth. But it's amazing how many people have been around this profession 15 years or longer and have all the answers, all the answers, all the knowledge, but no downline. No downline. They know all the answers. They got every angle figured out. My real hope is that some of you that have not slipped down the rabbit hole altogether will recognize yourself and and at least pull the one leg that you have in the rabbit hole out and go check out Behind the Curtain training right now over at mlmsuccess.com forward slash the numeral three dash stars. I thank all of you for the time and attention and look forward to hearing the stories in the future from those of you that were at the crossroads. You answered the questions. You went to the behind the curtain training. You put on, you were put on a path to wealth and prosperity that never would have happened if you hadn't heard this session. That's sincerely my hope that this session, many of you will be, look, be able to look back on this podcast session and said, man, I went over and I, I listened and maybe I listened again and then I went and watched that behind the curtain and it put me on a, a path to wealth and prosperity that would have never happened if I hadn't listened to that podcast. I really believe that it's going to happen for many people who listen to this podcast with an open mind. I want to thank you for being here. I look forward to speaking with you personally very soon. For the rest of you, uh, this is Dale Calvert. And those of you are, that are not headed to momsuccess.com, Three Secrets right now, uh, next week, Probably by the time most of you listen, the next podcast coming up uh, will be the MLM rabbit hole. The MLM rabbit hole. And uh, maybe that will speak to you in a way that I've done everything, said everything that I know to say on this session. But maybe you just need to hear the rabbit hole, which is going to be a lot rougher 
because sometimes you just got to be jarred to engage your brain. But anyway, you guys have an awesome week. This is Dale Calvert. I look forward to speaking with you soon, and I'll talk to all of you next week on another session of the MLM Success Podcast. Get back with the person that shared this session with you, like today, and say, look, I heard the podcast. I'm going to check out the behind the the curtain training as soon as possible. Please get back with the person that shared this podcast with you. They cared enough about you, and they feel strongly enough about you to get it to you. So please get back with the person that shared this podcast. You guys have an awesome week. God bless. Talk to you next week. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.